Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this quick little bonus episode of the Headspace Podcast because a legend has returned and dropped a twofer, a little two-track little medley video. So I thought I would go through the two songs from Mr. Slick Rick. We talking about Can't Dance to a Track That Ain't Got No Soul and Midas Touch today. My name is Holden Stefan Roy or HSR, depending on how you know me. And uh, I'll be here walking you through my thoughts and feelings on these two very songs. Typically, we go through albums. I don't know if Slick Rick's coming with an album, but... Slick Rick is super significant, and I felt it would be cool to check out what he's doing today and now. If he if he felt it was time to come and drop some shit, I don't know. Maybe he's been putting out stuff for a while. But this is the first I've heard of Slick Rick putting out new stuff since I've been paying attention. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to get into that. Before I do, though, I wanted to point out I'm not an expert. There's a good chance some of y'all will find me corny with my flat voice and some of y'all will feel that I'm a little bit maybe not the best person to be talking about it and however you feel that's totally fine. But through your comments and in general over the course of this channel, I have learned so much shit. Basically, I went from being a little bit of a bad reviewer with no fucking talent for this to somebody who can't understands why one should uh, treat hip-hop serious as they discuss it and and maybe not be a little arrogant with it on that note um i got a comment this morning when i first woke up and i just thought like it's gonna be a short one so i could talk a little bit but um i woke up six six thirty in the morning now i maybe get six seven hours of sleep a night if i'm lucky it's been real hot lately we've done our air conditioning so yeah it's not been uh sometimes i'm a little cranky in the morning is what i'm trying to say it takes a good 30 minutes for the coffee to kick in and so there's that period of time now i'm admit it i'm a little bit of a check my phone when i first wake up but honestly the only thing i'm looking for is youtube comments i don't care about the facebooks i've been weaning myself off of that shit i can wait till i'm more awake or whatever but the youtube comments like sometimes when you wake up and person's like you're the most wonderful reviewer on this subject i've seen I don't even care if that's true or not. It's just amazing shit to see first thing in the morning. However, this morning, the comment I got was a lot of stuff about, you know, being like you were uh, zero, zero, zeros on minus zero or some shit. It's from this this TT guy on the Ice Tea Crime Pays reviews. So let me be real with you. If you uh, go back to my early work, it might be pretty bad compared to uh, what I can do today. That's what experience does. You start off as something that's bad at it, and then you keep doing it over time. And the next thing you know, you learn some stuff, you, you gain some skills, you understand a little bit better, and then you, uh, a couple years later, don't suck quite as much. I'm not even going to try and pretend like I'm, I'm that good yet. I'm just going to say I don't suck as much. I'm, I'm confident with that sentence. I digress. My favorite part was he left a longer comment. I don't really want to go too far into the negative side. However, he did start it off going, can you even rap? Which I thought was a fucking funny one, um, just for me, because yes is the answer to that question, to anyone who's curious. Part of why I'm doing this channel, and I don't know, sometimes I like to bring it up, is because I was rapping without understanding what the fuck hip-hop was, and some part of me realized that maybe that's not wise, so now I'm understanding what hip-hop is while working on my own music and whatnot. But really, this is like... How can one become a good artist at anything if they don't study the greats like a slick rick and understand that shit? So in the early part of my journey through these channels, it was clunky as fuck. 
and then it got smoother. But my understanding of why I was stupid and how my ignorance has kind of changed into something that's a little bit like a desire to grow is mostly because of that. Whatever. I kind of got distracted. I digress. All I have to say, I gave him a little bit of a snarky whatever and linked my shit. Like, what you going to do? Uh, if you can, uh, can you rap? That was what I asked back. Cause I mean, if you can, and the other person's calling you that shit, they better be able to rap in my opinion. That's how this hip hop shit works, right? That's almost like a challenge, like a battle on the streets. So I took it at least. So I'm like, I can. I was actually so kind of frustrated in the morning cause I hadn't coffee that in my head, I was like, all right, what if I gotta like battle rap this motherfucker in the comments? I don't know. I was really pissed off. Then coffee kicked in and whatever. So later on in the day, I got this comment from him and I'm like, you know how it is when you're like, Shh, was I too like pissed off in the morning? I wasn't really sure anymore. And then I check out the comment and it goes, the other two are gone, right? Like all the negative shit's been deleted, which is cool. So I can't read it to you. You just got my paraphrase version. But to me, it's part of like a story, which is why it's important. And TT over here goes, I got to admit the three of y'all have a lot of opinions. That's what I want to hear. Personally, I love the album. Peace out. And here's what I got to say. Over the last couple of years, I've seen this like trend, the shift in how the confrontations and the comments went. Now, part of it is probably me. I'm a little bit smarter on how I answer people. I have like nine years of customer service experience. I am pretty good at dealing with angry people in comments. There's no different between a comment and a customer service ticket. So it's pretty much in my skill set to answer people. I mean, it's kind of a thing I do, um, but more the tone of just the interactions i feel like both i'm willing to understand that being an asshole isn't conducive to anything but also the people i deal with seem to also be understanding that being an asshole isn't necessarily the smartest way to deal with shit so i think tt that's why i like this guy because straight up he didn't have to delete his negative comments come back in rethink the situation and maybe give us more respect than he initially had I don't know if it's because of how I answered him. I don't know if he wrote out some scathing response, deleted. I don't know. But I know that he posted some negative shit. We, I, I responded in my negative petty trolley self. And then he showed how much of a bigger man he could be. And I thought for that, of all the favorite comments I've had recently, that was something to highlight. So if you did watch this because you like old hip hop, TT, kudos man that's the way we all should be even if you make a little bit of a whatever 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 the fact is when history said and done what's left is this moment of him offering us respect and i guess me offering him respect in this moment and i think that's how we should all try to shape the future of the world so i know this was like fucking six and a half minutes of me dribbling on here but that's what it is i may have forgotten to say to check the description of the video but Eh, where well that's where we're at let's get into it special thanks to the patrons is milka damsey who also recommended this to me so it was him posting it on facebook that allowed me to see slick rick was dropping some shit in his little trailer video we did yesterday uh linda williams jonathan barnes dj black hurricane and chris prado thank y'all we'll talk a bit about that at the end or yeah i digress uh we're gonna be talking about these slick rick songs so i like to start off these shows just kind of going a little bit into the context of my understanding and relationship with uh the artist because i think that's super important um typically y'all if you've been like listening to slick rick and like you were maybe i don't know 17 when he's popping off or you're like his age or whatever back in the day or if you were like in the 90s able to purchase his records if you were knew what was going on with his whole deportation thing if you were like following all of this history blah 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 and you're completely understanding 
of every piece of the significance of his history, you're going to feel probably different than I do, who has a sort of decent understanding of the significance of Slick Rick's history, which is kind of why I asked for the comments at the beginning, because it's really interesting to see the differences between, let's say, me as a newer listener to Slick Rick and you as an OG listener to Slick Rick, or if you're a newer one, that's cool too, but our relationship with Mr. Rick definitely shapes how we appreciate the music and i think it's only fair to you for me to let you know where i'm at with it so that you don't get these preconceived notions that all of a sudden uh i'm pretending to be some expert or whatever i'm not we did review um the great adventures of slick rick that might fucking be episode two like literally the the second classic quest maybe like my 12th or 13th episode video ever on this channel i i would be embarrassed to watch it today i hope it's not that bad i think we liked it i know chris was really into it i don't know if i was like at that point i was still kind of ew it sounds like the 80s so i don't think i fully appreciated it the way i would if i were to talk about it today but i remember it being significant and i understand now that slick rick brings almost this level of storytelling and finesse to the game like the way he can almost be funny with it um i remember that like there was that indian song and everything else that's there and maybe it's not as appropriate today as if he had written it now but it was fun it was like a fun album that had great rapping mixed with really creative storytelling and i i understand that pretty much everybody can say slick rick um was a huge influence to them like one of the lyrics that i'll, I'll never get out of my head is from tech nine where he goes i got it from the song like the balls in this dick referring to slick rick in terms of his like kind of more fast speed and whatnot i don't know i can't get that out of my head either way slick rick came back he posted this little video yesterday where you see him walking up the hallway it's like a couple seconds long maybe like 20 seconds tops and uh basically he's announcing that he's dropping two songs like a music video for them both in like a medley slash song format but he also had released the tracks like when i woke up this morning so i could give him a little listen then and then yeah i figured it would be really cool to just kind of talk about them we'll do it in the order they appear in the video um and then yeah we'll maybe touch on the video a little bit at the end and uh either way uh i can't dance to a track that ain't got no soul so like as i was listening to this track oh i forgot to mention the cover i really like the cover of it it feels so very 80s it's got the these three little characters and different bright colors black background just like slick rick like i believe right off the jump he's trying to uh bring you back to his era to, to the stuff that he found good um something worth noting is the lyrics weren't available online yet i mean it's 4 5 p.m on the friday that the song came out for me and uh yeah it wasn't up i don't think uh, the genius people were like yeah slick rick's the shit nah they were probably too busy uh catching whatever else came out nobody did twista's lyrics either kind of wanted to talk about twista but like that guy has too many words to like fucking quote it all myself so here we are with slick rick and i guy's a legend and i wanted to give him as much respect as i could with this so i decided to do what i could to quote the lyrics as much as i could like i pretty much did a bullshit transcription job and the reason i don't transcribe lyrics is because i'm not that good at it i can kind of argue with lyrics that i see and hear what i hear but for my whole life i've heard like lyrics wrong so i'm not really the best at it so um right away in this song you get this really dance driven 
fun i would say flashy kind of beat like you can just picture almost like this disco-esque dance floor and everybody knows the steps for some reason and they're all line dancing but nobody's calling it line dancing because for some reason when it's funk driven it's not line dancing um even though everybody's doing the same steps in a row is this is my imagination okay that's how i'm picturing it like those funk steps they're just like country in terms of the group dynamic of it all in my opinion as a person who just has seen both play out anyway um i know there's differences please don't like focus too much on that point but it comes in with like that huge like throwback feel to the beat and it's so well produced and whatnot however let's just focus on the production and i really think it's important uh to talk about how imperfect the production is now i'm willing to bet slick rick at this point in his career could have dropped like a little bit more money to like flush out this polished sound on this song but i think that's what he's against here in this track because it's almost like it's deliberately mixed to a way to before the technology could perfect shit and like you just hear him almost like there's no effects on his voice parts of it are like louder as he's like yelling over it but, but what i can tell you about this song is that it has fucking soul like there's so much soul to the imperfection in it that at first when i listened to it i was like this was fucking trash like there's something wrong with why didn't he try harder to get it mixed until i realized what the song was about and the statement that he's actually making so it starts off and it's like dance to a track that ain't got no soul rap to a track that ain't got no soul anyway and you're like wait isn't it called can't dance you'll see why there's no can't later on but still and it kind of like wraps that a few times as it loops in and again you just picture everybody in the room doing that like dance where everybody has they step as they clap and shit anyway he goes and i had a little trouble understanding it all but foolish better get negative who is this asshole music executive putting on a pedestal jesus next thing talk about the bum prestigious when dominion coming something ask for your garbage opinion when you're check some balance the check same balance acting like a loser spokesman for black cat tyler who the fuck is black cat tyler who's white cat tyler who the fuck is this person i tried to google it and i just could not figure it out i i don't get this reference at all uh don't make me uh don't make me ha now have to lose control what a bunch of losers uh that dance to attract and ain't got no soul these losers who know and abuse the role dance to attract and ain't got no soul did i mention they some fucking assholes and i'm like okay let's stop for a minute so we get the idea here that slick rick is very unhappy with the vapid state of solace perfect music pushing this bullshit messaging at people and i'm like yeah that's a really good thing to be mad at especially if you're like from a completely different era and like but the thing i liked about the way he did it is it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like he's just mad from like a place of i want a different spot or i'm trying to be relevant again or i can't have a career like we're talking about a legend here a guy who had the career he was one of the first careers so this is a guy who is just angry at how he sees like the corporate america polluting a culture that he helped build and i'm like okay and you look at what he's saying and it's a little bit weirdly worded in a couple of things i don't fully like everything rhymes and flows well but like sometimes the the word choice is is okay um 
but the message and the passion and i guess the soul like you just know what the fuck he means you know that he's jaded at the state of things that the music industry in its current form forces people to sell these really bad and, and vapid uh, interests. It's not based on good sounding music. It's based on what the fuck will sell and whatnot. And really, you could you could argue that a lot of the music executive types and the people who are really just in this polluting a culture for the sake of kind of financial gain. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting rich because you sell art. Like fuck it, we all sell it. It's the day we start doing this properly. Like the day you like actually make a record price it and sell guess what dude you're a sellout you're trying to sell your shit and so even if your music's pure you're we're all sellouts like let's just be real you go to work you're a sellout you're trying to get some money this is how life is um so i hate the fact that people attack that sellout shit but when you when you just kind of look at the fact that like there's like there's selling out in the sense of you chasing money and acquiring wealth but based off of some kind of principle uh, or at least i guess it's a matter of are you a productive force to the world is your contribution going to be lasting is there significance to it like i hope to do something i mean i haven't spent two and a half years making long ass fucking album reviews because i don't want this to become like a trend i am just waiting for somebody more famous than me to cop the idea and run with it and then that'll be cool and let them take all the fucking credit and shit and let's get this deep dive love of looking into music going because at that point maybe albums can be cooler and the messaging can be more relevant and people will start to take the time to go listen to it and maybe not invest in a video game cycle that's just a sucky bit on people's cash flows right now still um the next verse flows in with shit like something acoustics what you're useless you don't like you ask for an ear for music you know your choice of record isn't hitting uh who put your ass in executive position pushing records through check what they do these bum got nerve have secretaries to teach me about parties like teaching bruce lee karate did i mention you're an asshole and i thought that was interesting because He's kind of looking at these people who are not as qualified as him to know what the fuck a good hit is. And I mean, Slick Rick made some good fucking hits. So evident. And he was like, again, everything that we're doing now in music, in a sense, can he, he we're building off of what he did. So it's kind of like, how the fuck can you tell Slick Rick how to make a song? You, you just can't. Like, again, and the more I listen to this track, the more the... The mixing and stuff it became a politicized punk move in my mind and it was so perfectly done that i'm like yo he does know how to party i want to party i feel human listening to this i don't feel like it's some celebrity gawking at me i feel like it's a dude trying to get me to have a good time but also make me think for myself conscious raising awareness is fucking cool but you also want to dance like the more you listen to it you just can't help it you want to do that like footsteppy clappy dance woo um I think he says in the third verse, targeting black kid, uh, barking at Mac, he'd be like, what you think of my garbage ass track, Rick? What am I going to do with that dumb shit, you asshole? Forget what move back uh, black public. Yeah, yeah. So what? Like there's something who leaves security check just to see him tall doofus, something angry group need tax problems all in recruitment. Fuck them assholes. And I do think he 
jumped a few ideas there all things considered um i wasn't 100 percent sure line for line what the fuck was going on also you'll notice that he's missed some shit but i get the sense this is now all of these youth these kids who are like these soundcloud rappers and whatnot maybe people around them that he yo it's slick rick yo slick rick what you think about my track yo bro check check it check it out yo it's at hsr 514 on soundcloud it's in i'm holding stefan roy on spotify anyway check it out check it all out and all that shit um and then Slick Rick's all like, what the fuck am I going to do with your garbage, dog? You can't tell a story. You can't do shit here. It's just bad. It's like you forgot about the soul, the essence of emotional connection with the people that makes them want to move in the pursuit of doing some shit that will sell. And I love the message of this song. Um, and I kind of like that he seems to be touching on if you're just excessively wealthy for the sake of it, you're going to get tax problems. And fuck them assholes because the labels are real bad. And I got a real... I have a colleague of mine whose little brother makes music and he makes a more vapid style of pop rap, which is kind of why we haven't touched him because y'all don't care about me talking about that guy. Um, no offense to him if he's watching this. And I really, I think the music's fun to listen to. It really is shit I'd like party do, but it's definitely not shit I can talk about properly on a review because it's vapid and it's fun to party to and there's nothing else really going to it and a lot of his colleagues are apparently getting signed to labels and shit and that kid is now gonna have to face the choice do i give up my soul and sign the 360 and have the fun that comes with the career or do i miss that opportunity and maybe never ever have it it's fucking weird choices man because yo the corporate executives they're fucking assholes man they don't own their shit all the money gets taken the way the deals are structured now the way the deals used to be you would at least get like merch and touring that was your money and you would like give up all the money related to ownership of the music i'm gonna say give it up they they also like trap you so do shit like make sure you spend just enough on your album that you almost won't recoup it it's like and, and then you have to put out another album so you'll kind of break even but there won't be like profit so, so now you got to make another album where you go into debt again and because again the label basically lends you money and you pay it back for each project and then based on the sales and whatnot you got to pay for the marketing and whatnot and so at the end of the day the label makes a whole bunch of money off that shit granted they spend a whole lot of money but they're spending your whole lot of money not really their whole lot of money just that's how it works so they're kind of fucking assholes this song was fun to listen to it had a great beat um in the video we kind of see slick rick sitting in a room full of sleazy looking corporate executives and it had him in bright colors and shit man whatever it's totally fine i didn't feel a lot for this video however i like the song so i gave it a 4.25 again the 80s is not my favorite era for the dance music but let's say i was at a wedding i think i could throw on this song like put it on right now every like person in the room would just be like yeah this makes sense this is wedding music so he dropped like a perfect wedding banger for like a 2019 release and i think that is the type of throwback nostalgic shit he was going for i think it just sounds like it came out back then too like it's so well done on that note you get a little slash moment in the video some shit shifts up and the motherfucker proves he got the midas touch 
I gotta give him credit too to um, pandering a little bit to modern marketing strategies. There is no real benefit in making long songs because the truth is uh, the way Spotify pays you and these companies pay you after the 30-second point, anything after that doesn't really count. So in a sense, if you have like, I don't know, a 90-second song or 96 seconds like Midas Touch or 2 minutes 19, let's say you're liking the vibe of that. It's done in a way where you can more or less just loop these two songs and play them for like 15 minutes in a row because you're just feeling it. And it's so short that it's so easy to just be like, okay, just one more time. So I want to point out that not only does Slick Rick come in here in 2019 and release some ridiculously well-made retro-sounding music with pretty good lyrics, he drops two fresh, completely different styles on it. It's like they're just, they don't even sound the same a little bit. They're just completely two ends of swag. This one, we have him sitting on a couch, and you got all the chains. He just looks very much like what you kind of expect from Slick Rick. Like he's letting you know who the fuck he is, where he comes from, the era he comes from. I don't like it. I like it. It makes me stoked. It makes me want to listen to it. It's called the Midas Touch. That means that everything he touched turns to gold because he has the gold chains and shit. Oh, he's so good. Anyway. The beat is so fresh. Like, I wasn't as sold on the beat of the last one. This end of the fucking 80s sounding shit. Oh, so good. I've really learned to appreciate it. So I found myself just vibing right away. This is where maybe the last one everyone's doing some more grandiose dancing. Here's where I picture her booty wiggling on my shit. And I'm just like grinding up on her. And that's what I'm picturing going on. That's the kind of dancing I want to do to this track. So I already like it more because... That's more fun when you've got the lady partner that you can do it with. So it's just right away, just grinding up. You know, maybe I'm on the wall because I'm a little bit lazy and I don't want to do anything. I'm kidding. I'll put effort in. Um, but he goes, I know, look, man, I tried my best on these lyrics. So I feel like he's mumbling to a point where I can barely understand him. So ironically, Slick Rick drops a mumble rap track where it's actually fucking mumbling, but it sounds fucking good. It sounds proper. I can barely make out what he's saying, though. But I, I tried. So I think the first lines, and it keeps like this flow. Uh, it has this this rhythmic flow, like, great now, it's pumpa, pumpa lissa humpa sister. And everything kind of has that flow. So try to keep up my bump to this, uh, bump to this, because uh, he says a certain word a lot. So I'm not going to say that word. But look at the flow. Great now, what's bump a lissa humpa sister? I think that's what he says. Try to keep up my bump to this uh just to give it up a love a sister drop one more hustle it watch and hit this uh my dad's end end of discussion goes there he's trying to bust a cusser still got i think he says still got a pill daddy feel daddy something hill daddy something whatever i don't know what he said there hospital discuss a humpa what up dog fuck with fuck with stop it i told you i'm sexy than something my lady can't stop up cut up and he has that like same flow. It's so subtle. Where he's like, great now, nah, it's pumping it. It's got like this really soft, like uh, 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 kind of flow to it. I swear to fucking God, she's mumbling, man. This is literally what mumbling is. Because oftentimes when we say mumble rap, the guys are enunciating. They're using effects that make it hard to understand it, but they're enunciating. Mumbling is when we can't fucking understand. Half the people y'all call mumble rappers aren't doing that. Slick Rick might be doing that a little bit here, but still making it fresh with no effects on his voice. So it's fucking dope. But I had to point it out for what it is. Um, at one point, he then like migrates, and I know one of the lines is Wabu Babing. And I was like, that's pretty good. 
and then it kind of ends with bust my trust my Mattis touch my and you know it just got like this girl's voice in the beat it's got this fresh flair to it and i gotta say like i kind of wish this kept going i kind of wish he'd flushed this out in the verses and there was some like dope ass hook is this this a fucking hit i mean it's 90 seconds and it's fucking fire to me i give it a 4.5 on 5 because let's be real it's, it's a really short song that's very much uh playing to modern marketing but in a way where the substance is there but let's be real i really like uh lil nas x's old town road i mean i really fucking like that shit i mean i'm the kind of guy that likes screaming out can nobody tell me nothing like that's fucking fun okay slick rick's also fun but that's a different kind of fun like watching lil nas x perform to all those children was delightful still it's also two minutes fucking long. These short songs, I don't know. I don't ever really want to be the guy that makes short songs personally. But I think that Slick Rick, and then he made it like a medley for the video. So it's like three and a half minutes. And you get almost the entire Midas touch. You only get like the first verse. They can't dance to a track that ain't got no soul. But you get the whole Midas touch. And it's just him kind of dancing in like a club-like environment. And it's a little more swagged out. And it's a little more fun looking. It's not like stuffy corporate executives and all that shit but uh this song is great um yeah i don't have a lot more to say uh what do you guys think about the way slick rick approached is basically taking what the kids are doing and in my opinion doing it pretty good or at least doing it in a way where the old people will fall for the same bullshit that the kids fall for but still in my opinion doing it better than the kids in a way like what slick rick has done here is giving me two throwback bangers that i can play for like my mom and shit and she'd be like yeah this is good like that's that's cool and still it's dope and fresh and i think and i hope at least that the kids catch some wind of this and give it a shot because this is some dope ass shit so yeah let me know what you think uh we should probably review some more slick rick we did do the first album uh maybe you can tell us which slick rick album you want us to do it's it's gonna take a while because i don't think we've really seen bonnie talk about slick rick bonnie joined the show at episode three or four because we did uh episode two is slick rick episode three is public enemy and public enemy the when we did it it got like 10 views and both chris and i felt very sad and we felt that bringing bonnie on board would um make the show get saved and then y'all seem to really like bonnie more so well the show got saved so thank bonnie everybody that's where we're at today i'm kind of losing focus um i really really enjoyed these two little tracks and if he does drop another album fuck whatever else comes out that's not j cole or whatever other clickbait shit y'all click on more but for the most part slick rick will get some priority the week he does come back with more music and we owe it to him because how else can how else can we fight the stigma that dope hip-hop doesn't exist unless we all collectively showcase the dope hip-hop instead of hating on the bad hip-hop if we all stopped hating a little bit and we all started just looking for shit to love maybe hip-hop would be a more fun place for the older cats who feel like they're losing touch with it all that's what i gotta say about all that if you enjoyed this you can subscribe for more reviews like i said i mean i basically spent 22 or so minutes talking about three minutes of songs I'm the first part I cut out in my math there. So that's the kind of dude I am. You'll get a lot more of this if you stick around. We can have a little conversation in the comments. Because if you do happen to subscribe, like, and then comment, I will answer you in the comments. Even if you don't subscribe. Even if you dislike. Even if you hate on me. 
we will have a conversation in the comments that's what's up i know how corny i am Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams. They support what we do, help us get a new little camera here. They get to tell us what albums to review, so DJ Black Hurricane will hopefully tell me soon what his new album request is for next week, and we'll be getting that done next week. Uh, this week, we have another one lined up. And a, uh, yeah, if you want to see us grow for a buck or more a month, you can help us maybe get like a real momentum going towards these more in-depth album reviews and that's what we bring to the table and that's what we're trying to do i'm not going to stop like i have the means to just keep doing this for like the next three years no problem that's not going to hurt my life so i'm going to keep going but if y'all want to support it it might be more fun as i can entice other people to join the adventure if it's making money it's hard to get people to give up eight hours of it takes about eight hours to do like a full review for an individual if they're doing it right and listening to the album and shit it's hard to entice people to commit to that for a long time for free so that's the end of that um i make music myself as i mentioned earlier you can check that out on that channel i'm actually going to go film a music video on my cell phone and shit diy style on monday because i am that broke that i'm gonna have to do it all on my own and figure it out because that's what bosses do anyway looking forward to talking to y'all in the future sorry if this feels like i'm stretching i'm not i just really like talking to y'all and uh, there's nobody in the apartment right now so have yourself a wonderful day and peace